the ways that he has totally changed my life is the peace that he brings. Um, he always like calms the storm that's surrounding me and, and brings that peace into my heart, chasing away the fear and the doubt um, and just bringing that comfort and that peace um, to my spirit. He's given me the strength to overcome the darkest seasons of my life. And he's given me the power and the authority to speak into the people that I encounter every single day of my life. He is my best friend. Um, he is my company. Uh, I can talk to him every day at any moment. And he has been with me through difficult times in my life. And I can feel his presence everywhere I go. For that, I know I'm never alone. Good morning, everybody. Uh, who, are, who's, who are they talking about? Uh, they're talking about uh, the Holy Spirit. And I'm, I'm saying this. I can't wait to do this series. This series has been burning on my heart for about four or five months. I've been passionate about this. Uh, and, and this is something that, that just, I believe it's going to be life-changing. I really do. I, 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 I've felt this in my heart. It's like I believe this is one of the most uh, important series that I've ever preached in my life. And I can even tell that by the spiritual warfare that I've faced. If you don't believe in spiritual warfare, preach on the Holy Spirit. Prepare to that and see what happens because all hell will break out against you in every, in every way. And uh, anybody that's been around me can, can see that. You know, there was a thing with uh, Al-Qaeda one time, and I remember the, a general saying that we knew exactly uh, that we had a really big fish there because of the resistance they were facing. And I know this is going to be life-changing for so many people because just of the, the warfare that this is, is I've just been trying to prepare this. And I can't wait. This is going to be several week series, but I believe, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to preach what I believe God's telling me to preach, and, and I'm going to preach my guts out every single week. I'm asking you to come. I'm asking you to show up. And if you are not here, I'm asking you to watch this online because don't miss any of this because it will change your life. You know, we started, uh, we're also doing on Wednesday nights, the Game Changer series. We're also doing it on, on Sundays after, uh, after this to be able to go into a small group. I was there on Wednesday night. This is going to be one of the greatest series we ever had in, mid, in midweek as well. It is so f- uh, amazing to see just uh, b- dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of passionate people wanting to know more about the the Holy Spirit. And I'll tell you how this series kind of started, where God put it in my heart, was when we were starting the, the doing the thing on uh, the midweek series on uh, walking as Jesus walked. And one thing we were noticing there, we, we saw this, uh, it became apparent that, that Jesus was God in human flesh. We knew that. But we also realized that he never used his God card. He never, he never said, you know, okay, the reason he did this was because he was God. He kept that God card in his pocket. And yet he's able to do these amazing things. So we're going, okay, how did he do these things? If he never used his God card, then, then, he, then we're able to live that same life he is. Not that we're the Messiah or anything like that, but we're able to live the same thing that he's doing. If he's just doing it as a, as a human being uh, in, empowered by God, then we can do the same thing. And something that we noticed there as, as well is the way he did that is through the power of the Holy Spirit. That Jesus feel, 
lived a perfectly spirit-filled life to show us how to do that. And I'm just going to give you some examples of of that in Scripture. And this is just some of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' life. In Luke chapter 1, he was conceived by the Holy Spirit. At his baptism, the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove. Luke 4.1 tells us that he was led by the Spirit. Here were the first words of the first sermon he ever preached. Here it is. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. to release the oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. It was the, uh, the Holy Spirit who anointed Jesus to heal and to preach. Acts 1.1 tells us that, it, that he taught through the anointing of the Spirit. Luke 4.14, he was filled with the power through the Spirit. Luke 10.21, the Holy Spirit filled him with joy. Acts 10.38 tells us how Jesus was able to do all the amazing things he did. The healings, the miracles, delivering people from demons, and here it was. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing and healing all doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was uh, was with him and here's what we began to realize is that Jesus did all these amazing things through the power of the spirit and we started putting two and two together going okay then then if we're if the same the same spirit is available to us then maybe we should be living different lives today. Maybe we should see a power that we saw in Jesus' life. Maybe we should see an anointing that we saw in Jesus' life. Maybe we should see a, just the, the, the love that, that Jesus had, the compassion in our life that Jesus had, the, the ability to, to withstand temptation in our life that we saw in his. And I'll tell you the two biggest things that have transformed my life more than anything else, by far nothing close, and number one is coming into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. When Jesus uh, forgave me of my sins, that my life, completely changed that moment. It was like, truly, I went to sleep in black and white and I woke in technicolor. It was absolutely life-changing that I realized just the freedom of the the forgiveness of sins, the the purpose I now had in in my life. But something that I realized too is, okay, that's great that my sins are forgiven now and forevermore, but what about today? What about, what about when I'm really wrestling with temptation today? What about when I need, you need guidance today? What if all hell is breaking loose and I need comfort today? That forgiveness and everything, it's wonderful, it's incredible, but, but how does that help me right now? And that's when I realized the second that I came into a personal relationship also, an encounter with the Holy Spirit of, uh, of, of God. Those two things together, I think, is what changes lives more than anything else. You know, uh, I, as many of you, I, I lost one of the heroes of my life a couple of weeks ago. Billy Graham truly was one of the heroes of my, my life. And I don't know if he can have a mentor with somebody you've never met. I've had conversations with his son, but I've never met, I never met Billy and something I really regret. But, um, but, you know, we showed a few weeks ago, we showed when he was 99 years old, he shared kind of the secrets of life. He shared how he, the things that he found of, this is how you live a fulfilling, meaningful, purposeful, uh, impactful life. And he talked about the things you knew that Billy would talk about. He talked about uh, things like, uh, you know, personal relationship with Jesus Christ, the Bible and prayer. But there was one thing that stuck, stood out at me, and this is another reason why I'm preaching this series, is five times he mentioned the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. And I'm looking and I'm thinking, if, if Billy Graham is saying, this is the key to how I live the life I live, the way my life was being able to use by God and was Holy Spirit all over the place, I'm going, I want that same thing in my life. In fact, something you may not know, the outside of the Bible, the biggest selling book of all time on the Holy Spirit was Billy Graham is the one who who wrote that. And you know, my, um, 
I may have shared this story before, but there was a time when my dad was, was dying. He was like Billy. He was, he was 88 years old, and he was just giving out. He was dying of old, uh, of old age. And I, I knew I flew home to, to see him, and, and I spent about 10 or 12 days. I knew I'd have to come back because it, be, it could be moments and it could be weeks. And I couldn't just stay there. And I remember I was about to fly back, and, and I was staying there one more time with him at the, in, in the place where he was. And I, I, said, and, and I said, Dad, we've got, uh, we've got 30 more minutes to talk on this earth. And he looked at me, and he said, what do you want to talk about? And that was some of the most pregnant uh, moments of my, of my life that I'll tell you what we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about sports. We didn't talk about the weather. We didn't talk about politics. We didn't talk anything like that. We talked about, we shared about the memories that we've had with each other. We shared that we would see each other uh, again someday. And my dad said something that meant the world to me. The last words my dad ever said is, thank you for never giving up on me. Because my dad and I, uh, my dad was uh, a true seeker, but he was seeking in all the wrong places. He was seeking in Eastern religions and uh, New Age movement and everything like that. And the only time my dad and I ever fought was over Jesus Christ was over uh, that he was not just a way, but he was the only way to God. And I had my, my dad uh, came to faith in Jesus Christ at the age of 75, and I got to baptize my, uh, my dad. But something I want to tell you, I really feel I'm supposed to say that because I believe there's somebody here listening, either online or, and we welcome those who are online, is that there's people, you've been praying for somebody for a long time, and you've been trying to witness to somebody for a long time. And I just say, don't give up. Don't give up. It took years with my dad. It took decades with my brother in that. And just don't give up. You keep praying. You keep loving them in the name of Jesus Christ. And you watch what, and you watch what happens. But here's the thing. We have the final words of Jesus too. Jesus was, on the night he was betrayed, he knew he was going to be crucified in just a few hours. And he had one last conversation with his disciples. One last conversation. One last, he could say anything. He could talk about anything. What did he talk about? What was the thing that he shared the, the, the most? He started out by, by encouraging them and saying, he knew, he said, I'm going to be leaving you. And they were grieved. They were brokenhearted. And he said, but here's some good news. He said, first of all, I'm going to prepare a place for you. We're going to be together forever. But the second thing is, I'm not leaving you alone. I'm going to send you somebody that's going to, that's going to help you out. And for the, next, for the next three chapters, he talked about the Holy Spirit. He talked about what the, who the Holy Spirit was going to be in their life, what's he like, and, and, and who he is. And remember, he shares those things, and we have those in, in John chapter 14, 15, and 16 uh, for a reason, too, because God wants us to know who the Holy Spirit is. God wants us to know the, the difference that the Holy Spirit can make in our life as well. And not only did he talk about it, then Jesus rose from the dead, as we know, and then Jesus was about to ascend to the Father, and he would never be on this earth again in bodily form in that way. What what did he talk about with the disciples? He had only a few more minutes with them. What did he talk about? Once again, he talked about the Holy Spirit and nothing else. Here's what, here's what it is. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the, of the world. I want you to hear that. Jesus, the, before, the, it was so important to Jesus, the, the Holy Spirit, he said, don't do anything. Don't minister, don't go anywhere, don't do anything until the Holy Spirit comes upon you because you're not going to be worth anything in ministry. This is so important. In fact, this is so important in your life. It's the last thing I'm going to say to you before I'm, before I'm crucified, and it's the last thing I'm going to say to you about on this earth. That 
That's how important the Holy Spirit was in the heart of Jesus uh, for, for that. And then also... Um, so they're grieving. I'm going to go back to that. They're grieving and everything. And, and you can imagine, as we would, he was their everything. He was their, their friend, their guide, their helper, their miracle working, their power, you know, everything. And, and so he said, I'm going to leave. But watch what he says there. He says, but I tell you the truth. It is good for you that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. He starts out by saying, I'm telling you the truth. Now, Jesus never told a lie, but he's saying, he's basically saying this. Guys, this is going to seem so weird. What I'm about to say, it's going to be so unbelievable that you're not going to believe it, but it's actually good that I'm leaving. This is a good thing that I'm going. Life is going to be better for you that I'm going than if I stay. And we think, how in the world could life be better? And, and think of this too, that we would be worse off today if Jesus were on this earth in bodily form than we are right now. Because of this, in, the, in those days when Jesus was there, he could be, maybe he would be with, you know, he couldn't, couldn't eat with Zacchaeus and be with, be with Peter, James, and John another place at the same time. He couldn't be preaching in Galilee and preaching in, and preaching in, uh, in uh, Jerusalem at the same time. He couldn't be healing somebody in Bethsaida and healing somebody in, in Capernaum at the same time because he was encapsulated. He was God, but he was encapsulated in a human body. He could only be in one place at one time doing one thing and the same thing. So what does that mean for us today? That means if, if Jesus were here today and, and I need him and you need him, and he said, I'm going to go home with one of you, who's it going to be? If he, if he chose me, then you'd be disappointed because you need God. And if he chose you, then I'd be disappointed because I need God. But the thing is, when he sent the Holy Spirit, he can be everywhere at the same time, all of the, all the time. We can have all of God all the time together, and we're better off because of that. Another thing is, uh, is, is this, that, um, that it, gets, it gets even better, and I love this. If I, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of God. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be, don't, what's those next two words? In you. And you know, I always envied the disciples. I thought, what could possibly be better than having Jesus beside you? You have, you know, you're worried about something. He's there to comfort you. You're there. You need some direction. He's there to give you direction. You're there to, you know, you need power. He's there. Whatever you need, he is right there beside you. And I'm thinking they had it made. But what is the only thing better than, than Jesus beside you? It's what? Him where? Inside you. It's the same thing like if you have a drink, right? I mean, what's better, a drink beside you or a drink Ah, inside you. That was kind of cruel, wasn't it? But here's the thing. Which is better? The only thing better than a guide, God in human flesh is a guide beside you, is God inside you guiding. And what could possibly be better than, than a comforter next to you of, of God? That comfort God inside you comforting and, and directing you. It's actually better that he, uh, that he, that he goes. And here's... Something else, too, is the word. I want, to, I want to focus on one word today. We're going to be, this is just kind of paving the way for the, next, for the next several weeks. But I want you to look at one word. In a few weeks, we're going to look at a really powerful word, the, the word that's translated counselor. And it can be translated so many different ways. We're going to look at one word. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives in you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. 
words, I will come to you. And I want to focus just on the word another there, okay? Now, there's two words in the Greek that for the word another. One is another of the same. Another, the other is another of something different. An example this would be this. We could say uh, that I'm playing basketball with a friend. And I could say, let's play another game. And that means we're going to play another game of basketball, right? Same game, but we're going to play another game, different of the same kind. Now, if I said, hey, let's play another game. Let's play football instead of, instead of basketball. That's another of a different kind. Jesus is using, when he says another counselor, he's using another of the same kind. In other words, the Holy Spirit is going to be just like him. He's going to be awesome just like him. He's going to be powerful just like him. He's going to be, he's going to be compassionate just like him. He's going to be loving just like him. In fact, and he's going to be able to do the same things that Jesus was able to do. He's going to send another of the same kind. It is like, in other words, the Holy Spirit will be like for the disciples and for us, like having Jesus not only beside you, but inside you. This is how good it's going to be. And there's four things that we need to know about, uh, about the Holy Spirit. And number one is this, that he is good. He's just like Jesus, okay? He's just like Jesus, and Jesus is good. And he is, he's, he's a good gift from God. You know, Jesus will never give us a gift that's not fantastic. In fact, the Bible says this. He says, you know, if you're, if you, your parents, if you're as a, as a father, which of you fathers, if your son or daughter asked for a fish, would you give him a snake? Or if they ask for a, an egg, would you give them a scorpion? Of course not. And if you, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more would the, will our Heavenly Father give, don't miss this, the Holy Spirit to those who ask? He's saying this is a wonderful gift. You and I would never intentionally give a bad gift to our kids, and God will never give us a, a, a bad gift. So not only is the Holy Spirit good, but having Him in, my, in our life is very, very good. And so... Um, and so, so also, not only is he good, but he's, he's God. The Bible makes this very clear that the, Jesus is, uh, that the Holy Spirit is the third part of the Trinity. You have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And we see that time and time again that, that the Holy Spirit truly is God. I'll give you just one example of that in Scripture, and that's Acts chapter 5. It says this, then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart with that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept yourself some of the money that you received from the land? You have not lied to men, but to God. By lying to the Holy Spirit, you are lying to, to, to God. And throughout the Bible, what we see is we see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit deferring to each other, working with each other. And let me just give an example of that. The Father sends the Son, and the Son sends the Spirit. The Father glorifies the Son, the Son glorifies the Father, and the Spirit glorifies the Son. The Father sent the Son to let us know what He's like. The Son tells us about the Father and the Spirit, and the Spirit tells us about the Son. The Son reveals the, the Father, and the fa Spirit makes, more, makes us more like the, the Son. They're all just working, they're deferring to each other all the time. And I want you to see just in Scripture how you see one and the other and the other working at the same time. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to say, all right, you're over here. You're God the Father, right? Okay, I'm going to point in this way if that's. This is God the, the Son. This is God the Spirit, okay? Watch how this, watch how this interwines, and I'm just going to point to whoever this is talking about at that, at that time. This is John 14, 26. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Okay? There's John, and so the Father will send the Spirit to teach about the Son. 
John 15, 26. When the counselor comes, whom I will send from the Father, the Spirit of truth who comes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And as soon as, here's Mark, Matthew chapter 3. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up from the water. At that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven, the Father, said, this is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. Do you see how this is going? Mixing it in and out and in and out. In fact, how about this? Who, so you have at the, at the baptism of Jesus, you have, uh, you have God the Son being baptized. You have God the Spirit coming on him, and you have God the, the Father speaking and saying, this is, that's my boy, right? And so also, whose name are we supposed to baptize in? That we're supposed to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, does that mean we serve three gods? No, we serve one God who shows himself in three different ways. Now, how do, you, how do we possibly explain that? Just here's maybe some three, three ways just to try to wrap our head around that. Uh, and, and the first one is, what is H2O? Water. I mean, that's, it's same, the same chemical compound, but it shows itself in what three ways? Go ahead and show those. Shows itself in solid. It shows itself in liquid. And it shows itself in gas. It's the same thing, but it shows itself in three different ways. It never changes the being, being uh, H2O, but it shows itself in three different ways. Another thing would be, would be this. All right, this is a three-in-one, you know, shampoo. <laughs> Amen. So what you have, you have a, you have a body wash. You have, a, you have a shampoo and you have a conditioner. It's all, it's three completely different things and yet it's the same thing, isn't it? It's all in, it's all in one. And here's, I think, my favorite here. All right, you've got, you've got a pretzel and you've got three distinct things forming one pretzel. And here it is, here's the thing. We can either sit there and try to figure this out or we can just enjoy it, right? We can just enjoy it. And the same thing, we can say that the, you know, the, 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 the Godhead or the Trinity is like H2O or it's like, you know, three-in-one conditioner. It's like, like that. But it's really not, is it? We can't figure this out. There's always where that breaks down. But here's the thing, you know, what we need to do is, again, enjoy it. And it's like the, uh, Martin Luther said this. He said, if you try to figure it out, you'll lose your soul try to, or uh, you'll, you'll lose your mind. If you try to deny it, you'll lose your soul. But God is, he is God in human in flesh. But it's like this. It's not one plus one plus one equals three. It's one times one times one equals one. And here, I want you to hear this. If you can say, God the Father, yeah, he's my God. He's, he's God in my life. And, and God the Son, that he's, he's God too. But if you have any struggle with saying that the Holy Spirit is God in my life as well, then that should be a warning sign that something that your theology, that something's messed up uh, in there. And if someone, please hear this. If someone, you hear somebody talking about, um, about, you know, if you hear somebody talking about the Father and going, man, I'm passionate about that. I'm passionate about God. I love God with all my heart. I would think that that would not uh, worry you or bother you because he's God, right? And we were created to, be, uh, to, to worship and love and adore, and adore God. If you hear somebody talking about Jesus and passionate about Jesus, passionately in love with Jesus, and even like the, like the eagles the other day as they were, you know, uh, being, uh, being talked to, uh, interviewed after the, uh, after the Super Bowl and saying, you know, I just want to give glory to my, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to give glory to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That that shouldn't bother us because we know we were created to do that, to give glory to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But the weird thing is if, if, if all of a sudden somebody talks about the Holy Spirit and that freaks you out, 
or that bothers you or that makes you go, wow, they're weird. They're talking about God just like they're talking about the God the Son or God the, uh, God the Father. And so another thing is he's also a person. Uh, it's really, he's not an impersonal force like, like the, the force in Star Wars. Uh, in fact, uh, there's not a good side and a bad side to the Holy Spirit. There's only a good side. And he's also, Jesus never refers to the Holy Spirit as it. He always refers to him as him. Here's just one example of that in, uh, in chapter 16 of John, uh, verse 13. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will lead you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears. And he will tell you what is to come. The spirit of truth will bring glory to me because he will take from what I, what I say and he will tell it to, to you. So what is that? That just seems like maybe that's, you know, what difference does that make? Difference in it or a, or a he? It makes all the difference in the world. Because you can't have a personal relationship with an it, with a, with, with a, a force. But you can with, uh, with, with a person. And there is, he's a, a person just that we can have a personal relationship with just like God the Father and just like God the, the Son. And another thing is, and I want to say this, he's not weird. <laughs> okay? He's not weird. The, um, and, and I say this because Jesus isn't weird, is he? And he said he's going to be just like him. And if you have, uh, and I know another reason why I know he's not weird is because he's my best friend, okay? And he's uh, along with God the Father and God the Son. I know he's not weird because, uh, because he's in my life. And maybe there's somebody, you know, that you know that's, I want you to think about the greatest person you know, the coolest person you know, and I mean just an amazing, 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 amazing person. And if some can, somebody came up to you and said, wow, your friend's weird, and you said, what makes you think that? And they said, well, you know, somebody told me about that, or I read it on the internet. Wouldn't you get a little defensive when you say, wait a second, do you know them? Do you ever even have a relationship with them? Because if you knew them, you would know that they, were, that they, they, they weren't weird in any way, shape or, shape, or form. And here's the thing. Um, the world has its share of truly eccentric people, doesn't it? I mean, it does. We have, there's, there's strange people in this world. And there's strange people who are believers in Jesus Christ. And there's strange people who, have, uh, who are spirit-filled Christians as well. But I've got a newsflash for you. They would be weird no matter what, right? They would be weird if they weren't a Christian. They would be weird if they weren't spirit-filled. They would be weird if they were, you know, if they were atheist carpenters, right? I mean, whatever it is, tap dancers, whatever it is, no matter what it is. In fact, do something a second. People, you know, there's the thing that says one out of every three people is weird. So look to the person to your left. Look to the person to your right. If they're cool, you're in trouble, okay? Actually, it's not one in three. It's one in two. No, I'm just... But here's the thing. He's not, you know, he, he's, he's not weird. And can we, be, can we be really honest in this as we start out? I'm going to be gut level honest in this whole series. I really am. And here's what I want you to, uh, to, to know is that if you, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, and if there's anything inside of you that freaks out, if there's anything that is scared, if there's anything that thinks that he will make you weird or he's weird, where did you get that from? Because I promise you, you did not get that from Jesus Christ. Because Jesus never said one thing but a positive thing about the Holy Spirit. I guarantee you one other thing. You will never get that from the Word of God. Because if you were born on a desert island and all you had was the, was the Word of God in front of you, you, what you would know about the Holy Spirit is he's awesome and he is the game changer. And he is the one that will change your life. And he was the one that, would, that God used to, change, to transform the world through the apostles. That he used them, he empowered them, he led them, he guided them to, to change, to absolutely shake the foundations of this world. 
So you would have nothing but good things to think about and say. And so if there's any negative thought in you, I, I'll guarantee it's from one of two things. Either you had a bad, somebody told you how to believe or a denomination or something to be negative about that or be negative about the gifts or something, which again, there's not one negative word in the word of God about any of the gifts. And if you, so if there's something there, you've been taught that. And maybe there's like, you know, we did something with Robert Morris a few, uh, a few years ago called The Blessed Life. And what we saw there is he said, you know, he said that he had that kind of thought about the Holy Spirit because he grew up in a denomination that was, that talked all about God the Father and God the Son, but ignored God the, God the Spirit. And he said he wrote a book called The, uh, the God I Never Knew because he said, the, he said it was totally, he was totally ignored. And the other thing is, uh, is, is this, or that maybe you had a bad encounter with somebody who said they were spirit-filled or anything like that. But I want you to think about this, that there's a lot of people who have been turned off by Jesus, of Jesus Christ because of some really bad examples of, of Christians, of either them doing something or saying something or being something that, that is a bad example of, of Christianity. But one, anybody, any of us who are Christians, we know something. We know that that's the person, not Jesus. And the same thing, we know that it's, the, the, it's not the, the spirit that's weird or anything like that. It's the person. And there's been atrocities done or things on, in the name of Jesus and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Here's the thing I know. I know my Jesus said that, it's a good, that he's a good thing, that he's going to give this gift, and he's going to transform my life. And if we want to live the life that God wants us to, to live, then we need to know, personally know, the Holy Spirit. I can't wait to tell this series because, again, I think it's going to transform lives. And maybe, so, and maybe even right now, if we, if we can just bow our head and close our eyes. Maybe just be open and just even maybe with a, a, a posture of openness. Maybe your hands just, just open. And maybe you just want to say, God, forgive me because I've had some... some some bad feelings about or, or been taught something different. And maybe we just need to start to repent because here's the thing. We sing a song a lot now that says, um, that says there's no uh, wall you won't break, that God won't break down or lie he won't, uh, he won't change. And maybe there's some lies that you've been believing about that because here's the thing I know, that the last thing Satan would want you to know is who the Holy Spirit is and to have that personal encounter with him and to live in the power, in, the, in a spirit-led and spirit-powered life. That's the last thing he would want you to know. But the first thing that Jesus wants you to know, the thing that was, was so powerful to him is he was the last words he ever said on this, on this planet. To say this, you need the Holy Spirit and I need the Holy Spirit. And so God, we open up ourselves to you. I want more of you. I want all there is of you. I don't want $3 worth of God. I want everything of you. I ask that you fill us, Lord Jesus, as a church. I ask that you fill us as individuals. Holy Spirit, we don't just say, you are welcome here just like, just like God the Father and God the Son are welcome here. And we ask that you do amazing things. We ask for more, God. I mean, one of the words that we believe you've given us this year is increase. So we ask for an increase of miracles. We ask for an increase of power. We ask for an increase of hearing your voice clearly, Lord God, of being led by the Spirit of God, not led by everything else. So God, we open up ourselves to you as individuals and say, Holy Spirit, come. And as a church, we say, Holy Spirit, come. You are welcome, you are invited, and we can't wait to see what you're gonna do in our life and through our life. In the name of Jesus Christ and all God's people said, 
Amen. Amen.